When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Dad Jokes Explained episode. Each week we examine a set of dad jokes and explain what makes them so funny. Our aim is to arm you with information on delivering your own dad jokes to your friends and family so you can further spread the laughs and groans. Let's get to it. I bumped into a beautiful woman while out. She asked for my phone number, then my insurance info. (laughs) This joke is a play on expectations and context. When you hear that a beautiful woman asked for the speaker's phone number, your mind immediately jumps to romantic or social contexts. It's common in pop culture and real-life scenarios where someone asks for another person's phone number because they are interested in them romantically. However, the punchline then my insurance info abruptly shifts this scenario into an entirely different context. An accident has occurred. The humor arises from this unexpected twist. We were led down one path, a possible romantic encounter, only to be surprised with something completely unrelated, an unfortunate incident requiring insurance information. This type of humor is known as misdirection. The juxtaposition between these two contrasting situations, one potentially exciting and positive, getting asked out by a beautiful woman, versus something negative or mundane, being involved in some sort of mishap that necessitates sharing insurance details, also contributes to why this joke can be perceived as funny. There was just a cop at my door. Said he was looking for a man with one eye. Told him to use both and he'll probably find him a lot quicker. This joke utilizes a form of humor known as wordplay or pun, specifically exploiting the multiple meanings of the phrase a man with one eye. In typical conversation, this phrase is understood to refer to a person who only has one functioning eye. Thus, when we hear that the cop is looking for such an individual, our minds naturally interpret it in this conventional way. The punchline told him to use both and he'll probably find him a lot quicker however cleverly subverts our expectations by reinterpreting the man with one and not as someone possessing only single eye vision but rather as if it were describing how many eyes are being used in searching for said individual. So instead of understanding that there's an ongoing search for a particular person with presumably impaired sight we're suddenly presented with an image where it appears like the officer was conducting his search inefficiently using just one of his own eyes. The humor here arises from this unexpected reinterpretation and its absurdity, imagining someone deliberately limiting their field of view during any sort of visual task seems quite ridiculous. Moreover, another layer adding depth to its comedic effect would be how casually nonchalant yet subtly cheeky such response could come across, almost like giving unsolicited advice on efficiency while simultaneously poking fun at perceived incompetence. My daughter just read The Lord of the Rings and asked me if orcs have a culture. I said yes, but it's more goth. (laughs) This joke is a clever play on words and cultural references. The humor comes from the double entendre of goth, which can refer to both a historical group and a contemporary subculture. 
Firstly, when we talk about orcs in the context of J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings, they are typically portrayed as brutish creatures with little sophistication or culture. So when asked if orcs have culture, one might expect an answer relating to their societal structure within Middle-earth. The punchline I said yes, but it's more goth takes advantage of this expectation by introducing an unexpected twist through wordplay. Instead of discussing orc society in Tolkien's universe, as would be expected, it references goth, but not goth as you'd initially think. Here lies another layer where this joke shines. Goth has dual connotations that work well with our preconceived notions about orcs. 1. Historically speaking, Goths were Eastern Germanic tribes who played crucial roles during Rome's fall, often depicted as barbarians causing chaos much like how orcs are portrayed. 2. In modern times, however, Goth refers to a subculture known for its dark aesthetics and music, associated with themes such as melancholy and morbidity which could mirror some aspects attributed towards these fictional beings too. By conflating these meanings into one response while playing off against initial expectations set up by question itself creates surprise element leading us down path we didn't anticipate making us chuckle at its witty execution. I recently spotted an albino Dalmatian. It was the least I could do for him. <laughs> this joke employs a form of humor known as homonymic pun. The key to understanding this jest lies in the double meaning of the word spotted. In one sense, to spot is a verb that means to notice or detect something. Given that Dalmatians are famously known for their distinctive black spots on white fur, you might initially think the speaker is saying they've noticed an unusual Dalmatian, one lacking its characteristic markings due to albinism. The punchline, however, cleverly twists our expectations by revealing it meant spotted in another context, as an adjective describing something marked with spots. So instead of merely observing this unique creature, as we were led to believe, we're unexpectedly amused with an image where it seems like our narrator has taken upon himself task of adding dots onto said dog, hence why he says it was the least I could do for him. This sudden shift from detection act towards seemingly absurd action provides unexpected laughter source, imagining someone literally dotting up albino Dalmatian just so it can fit into stereotypical look creates humorous visual. Moreover, there's also subtle irony at play here which adds depth comedic effect. While real-life albinos often face challenges due to their condition and may need actual assistance, idea offering help through such superficial and unnecessary manner simply amplifies silliness underlying whole situation thereby making joke even funnier. I went to a new restaurant today called Karma and there was no menu. You just get what you deserve. This joke utilizes irony and a play on words to generate humor. The key element lies in the dual interpretation of karma, which is both the name of a hypothetical restaurant in this scenario, as well as a concept from Indian religions that signifies cause and effect. In everyday language, karma is often used to refer to cosmic justice where one's actions determine their fate, good deeds result in positive outcomes, while bad ones lead towards unfavorable consequences. It is commonly summed up by phrases like you reap what you sow or what goes around comes around. So when we hear about someone going to a restaurant called Karma with no menu available, our minds naturally anticipate some sort of twist related with its namesake principle, since it wouldn't make sense for an eatery not having any food selection. The punchline you just get what you deserve delivers exactly that. Instead of ordering food like at typical dining places, here patrons are served dishes based upon their past behavior. 
This cleverly ties back into karma's philosophical roots where results aren't chosen but rather earned through previous conduct. What makes this jest funny then? Firstly, there's unexpectedness involved. We don't usually associate restaurants operating under such unique rules making situations seem quite absurd. Secondly, there's subtle social commentary aspect too, poking fun at how sometimes life doesn't always give us choices and things simply happen based on prior decisions taken providing amusing reflection onto real-world experiences. Lastly, it also has certain self-deprecating nature wherein speaker indirectly admits they mightn't receive best meal due own shortcomings, adding another layer with further enhancing comedic appeal. Gravity isn't real. The world just sucks. <laughs> this joke uses a combination of scientific concepts and wordplay to create humor. The key element lies in the dual interpretation of sucks, which can be understood both literally and colloquially. In physics, gravity is the force that attracts two objects towards each other. It's what keeps us grounded on Earth. So when someone says gravity isn't real, it sounds absurd because we experience its effects every day. The punchline, the world just sucks, then introduces an unexpected twist by playing with different meanings of sucks. In a literal sense, saying something sucks could mean it pulls or draws and much like how gravity works. This aligns well with our common understanding about this natural phenomenon, thus making statements seem less outrageous than initially perceived. However, there's another layer where this jest shines. Suck is also a slang term often used to express disappointment or dissatisfaction about certain situations. By using such phrase here instead more scientific language subtly implies that perhaps reason why we're all stuck on earth isn't due some cosmic law but rather because life or world itself isn't particularly great. So what makes this pun funny? Firstly there's surprise factor. Listeners are initially thrown off by denial established fact only for them find out speaker was merely expressing their negative outlook cleverly disguised as pseudoscientific theory. Secondly, humor also arises from juxtaposition between these contrasting ideas, taking complex concepts like gravity and combining it everyday complaint results quirky perspective which amuses through its sheer absurdity. Lastly, there's underlying irony involved too. While person might feel down due various reasons, ultimately they're still bound planet thanks very thing they denied existence, adding extra touch with further enhancing comedic appeal. I wanted to marry my English teacher when he got out of jail. But apparently you can't end a sentence with a proposition. <laughs> this joke employs a clever use of linguistic terminology and the double entendre to generate humor. The key element lies in the dual interpretation of proposition, which can refer both to a proposal for marriage as well as a grammatical term. The first part sets up an unusual scenario where someone wishes to marry their English teacher after his release from prison. This is already somewhat humorous due its unexpectedness, but it's not until we reach punchline that true comedic genius unfolds. But apparently you can't end a sentence with a proposition takes advantage of this setup by introducing an unexpected twist through wordplay, instead discussing legality or social norms around such unconventional nuptial plans, as one might anticipate, it playfully switches context into wrong grammar. In linguistics, ending sentence with preposition is often considered stylistic faux pas, something many English teachers would likely frown upon. 
By conflating these meanings into single statement while playing off against initial expectations set up by premise itself creates surprise element leading us down path we didn't foresee making us chuckle at its witty execution. Moreover, there's also subtle irony at play here which adds depth comedic effect. Speaker wanting wed language instructor yet seemingly oblivious basic syntax rules presents amusing contrast between their matrimonial aspirations and apparent lack linguistic proficiency heightening overall hilarity situation. Lastly, another layer of humor comes from incongruity involved, idea that person's romantic pursuit could somehow be thwarted by mere grammatical principle rather than any legal or ethical issues related proposed spouse being ex-convict further amplifies absurdity underlying whole jest thereby enhancing amusement factor. What is a broke cannibal in college to make it through? Raw man. This joke relies on a pun, which is a form of word play that exploits multiple meanings of a term for humorous or rhetorical effect. The humor in this jest revolves around the phrase raw men, which can be interpreted in two distinct ways due to its phonetic similarity with another term. Firstly, when we think about cannibals individuals who consume human flesh, the mention of raw men could initially conjure up quite an unsettling image. This aligns well with our preconceived notions about such characters and sets us up for what seems like it might be a dark punchline. However, instead we're hit by an unexpected twist. Raw men sounds remarkably similar to ramen inexpensive noodles popular among students because they are cheap and easy to prepare, perfect for those tight on budget, like our hypothetical broke college cannibal. So rather than resorting to horrifying dietary habits as one might anticipate from context given, which would have been grim indeed, surprise element lies in realization that speaker was actually talking about simple noodle dish all along. The sudden shift from macabre expectation towards something entirely mundane and relatable provides source amusement here. Imagining someone potentially dangerous being reduced into typical cash-strapped student scenario creates funny contrast. Moreover, there's also subtle social commentary aspect too, highlighting how university life often involves financial struggles forcing people resort cheapest food options available, something many listeners may find amusingly relatable thereby enhancing comedic appeal further. My doctor told me I have high blood pressure and short-term memory loss. At least I don't have high blood pressure. <laughs> this joke employs a clever use of repetition and irony to generate humor. The key element lies in the contrast between what is being said, the speaker's words, and what is actually happening, the speaker's actions. The first part informs us about two health conditions that the speaker supposedly suffers from high blood pressure and short-term memory loss. This sets up our expectations for where this narrative might be headed, possibly towards some kind of coping strategy or commentary on these medical issues. However, it's in the punchline, at least I don't have high blood pressure where we find comedic twist. Despite just mentioning they do indeed suffer from hypertension, they immediately contradict themselves by expressing relief over not having this very condition. What makes this jest funny then? Firstly, there's unexpectedness involved. Listeners are initially led to believe that person has accepted their ailments only for them deny one right after creating surprise element leading down path we didn't foresee making us chuckle at its witty execution. Secondly, there's self-referential nature too. While claiming forgetfulness as one their problems, ironically enough, it seems like they've forgotten crucial piece information already shared mere seconds ago, thereby validating claim made earlier, adding another layer wit further enhancing comedic appeal. 
Lastly, humor also arises through subtle social commentary aspect, poking fun at how sometimes people tend to overlook or dismiss severity certain situations until faced with undeniable proof, something many listeners may find amusingly relatable, thus making joke even more enjoyable. Well, that's it from this episode of Dad Jokes Explained. Hope these will give you inspiration in delivering your own dad jokes. I'm Montgomery Jones, and bye for now. This episode is produced by Classic Studios. See the show notes page for sources and credits. Check out our other podcasts in our network at ClassicStudios.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com jokes today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot jokes. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.